every average child is born with legs. Every child is born with legs. But no child is born walking. The purpose of legs is to walk and carry the weight of our bodies. But no one is born using them. That's because having legs is one thing and using them is another. Having legs has a purpose, but using them for that purpose is another thing. Having legs is a gift, but using them requires maturity and training. At birth, we all receive the gift of legs at birth, except a few exceptions, maybe. But we don't use them until we train, until we mature. Every child of God is born again by the Holy Spirit. Every child of God. The reason why we became, we be, you became a Christian is because the Holy Spirit came in you. You have the Holy Spirit. But not every Christian walks by the Spirit. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit, but a few Christians benefit from his presence. So having the Holy Spirit is one thing. Walking by the Spirit is another. Having legs is one thing. Walking using your legs is another. So in the book of Acts chapter 3 verse 1, we see a beautiful story. 1 to 2. Now Peter and John were going up together to the temple complex at the hour of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. And a man who was lame from birth was carried there and placed every day at the temple gate called Beautiful. So he could beg from those entering the temple complex. He had legs, but he was carried by other people because his legs could not carry him. The problem with many Christians is that they have the Holy Spirit, but they, not, they do not walk by him I wonder how many Christians have the Holy Spirit, but they have not allowed themselves to be carried by him. I wonder how many people have the Holy Spirit, but they haven't trained themselves to be led, to be carried by him. I wonder what can happen if you walk by the Holy Spirit. When you believe in Jesus and declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, of course the Holy Spirit comes to you. If you have the Holy if you have believed in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit already. The only condition to have the Holy Spirit is if you have believed in Jesus. If you have done that, you have him. Regardless of how you feel, you may feel cold or hot or nothing. It doesn't really change the fact that you have him. But the question is, are you walking by him? Are you walking by the Holy Spirit? It's not complicated to walk by the Spirit. 
It can be hard, but not complicated. You know, something can be simple, but not easy. Simple and easy are two different things. Simple is easily understood. But easy is simply done. <laughs> Walking by the Spirit is simple. So let's, let's look at Galatians chapter 5, 16 to 17. I say then, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed, opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. Walk by the spirit. Walk by the spirit, so that you don't satisfy and live by the desire of the flesh. Walk by the spirit, the Bible tells us. The lamb could not walk on his legs while he had them. Some of us can't walk by the Spirit while we have him because his presence does not necessarily imply using his power. It all comes down to one thing, dependence. Dependence. You know, the reason why you walk on your legs is because you depend on them. You trust them. That's why you use them. Walking by the Spirit comes down to one thing, depending on Him. How much you depend on the Holy Spirit will determine how much you walk by Him. You can only walk by something you can depend on. The question is, how much do you depend on the Holy Spirit? The issue is that dependence requires trust. And you cannot trust someone you do not know. Dependence requires trust. Trust requires knowledge. And knowledge requires familiarity. The more you get familiar to someone, the more you fellowship with someone, you get to know them. And the more you know them, you trust them. The more you trust them, you can depend on them. So there are three factors that I'm, I want to introduce to you, I want to share with you, as we learn to walk by the Spirit. And the first one is fellowship. Fellowship. With the Holy Spirit. This is maybe an old language. I didn't want to use familiarity because it has some negative connotation. Familiarity. Sometimes you, get, you can get too familiar with someone. To the point where you don't even care about what they say anymore. You familiarize with them too much. I don't want us to familiarize like that. The familiarity I'm talking about with the Holy Spirit is, is getting to know him, getting used to his voice, getting used to him. So uh, let's call it fellowship. 1 Corinthians chapter 3.16 Don't you yourself know that you are God's sanctuary and that the Spirit of God lives in you? He lives in you. 2 Corinthians 13.13 13. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Or all of you. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. First, he lives in you. 
also fellowship with him. The Greek words translated as fellowship is koinonia or kononia. It can be translated as partnership or association or communion. Without communication, it's impossible to have fellowship with someone. Without communication, without talking to someone and listening to someone, it's impossible to have partnership, association, or communion with someone. I was working in one office before, a few years ago, and there was this guy who never talked to me. Never. I tried many times to speak to him, but he was really indifferent to me. I didn't know why. I tried. You know, I love sometimes to connect with people. And he, he was not talking to me. I started to suspect that maybe, and I don't do this often, but maybe he was a racist. And I was like, this guy doesn't talk to me. He ignores me all the time. Why? Every time I try to talk to him, he ignores me. He's busy with work. And I try to go, hi. And he goes to another place. Hi. And he goes to another place. How are you? He goes to another place. He doesn't talk to me. And I was, why is he avoiding me? And one day we went to a, a Christmas party for the business. A business uh, office party. And we were there. And I saw that like, he was a bit relaxed. And I went to him, uh, how are you? Fine. And how is your year? How is your, how is your family? And things like that. And he was open. He talked to me. And I asked him, we've been working for a long time together. You never, never spoke to me. Why? He said, oh, sorry, Mike. When I'm at work, I'm too stressed to talk. Like, I'm very stressed. When, when I'm working... I just don't want anyone to talk to me. I'm really stressed. Oh. So he was not ignoring me. It was the work stress. From that day, when we're at work, I would wait for lunchtime and go and say hi. And he'd reply, hi. Ah, I was disrupting his work before. But now, I knew when to talk to him. And he was nice to me. He was not a racist. He was a good guy. Why? Because familiarity. We started to talk to each other. I got to know him. We built a relationship. Without talking to him and listening to him, that relation could never take place. And I could always judge him. And maybe up to now, I could have been judging him for something he is not. And we do that with the Holy Spirit. We never try to talk to him. We never try to listen to him. And then we say, I can't hear from him. Are you sure? Have you tried to listen or to talk to him? And when did you try to talk to him? When your music was playing and YouTube videos were playing and your friend were calling and you, in your busyness you wanted to hear from the Holy Spirit? Come on. Good timing. Fellowship is a result of communication. Talk to him. Listen to him. Make room for him. Listen to him. Build that rapport. Build that relationship. Without talking and listening to the Holy Spirit, we cannot build fellowship with him. And the more we talk to him, the more familiar his voice becomes. You can, all of us can hear from the Holy Spirit. All of us. 
can hear from the Holy Spirit. You just need to train yourself. You have legs. You just need to train yourself to walk. You have the Holy Spirit in you. If you are a Christian, you just need to train yourself to listen to his voice in you. The second thing I want to suggest to you, after you've heard from him, after you have built a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and every day you hear from him, every day you talk to him, you now need to follow him. To follow him. You need to follow the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, 25. It says, Now those who belong to Christ have... To Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. It's one thing to live by him. It's one thing to have him. It's another thing to follow him. If you fellowship with him, you need to follow. Fellowship breeds trust. Because you know him, now you can trust him. Trust will breed following. You cannot follow someone you don't trust unless something is wrong with you. If you follow someone you don't trust, something is wrong with you. It requires trust to follow. We were invited to a party in Sydney. And I didn't know where the, it was a wedding, wedding. I think it was a wedding, yes. And I didn't know the location. So a friend of mine said, follow me i trusted him and i entered my car and he was in front of me when he accelerates i accelerate when he slows down i slow down when he turns left i turn left turn right turn left then we go to a traffic light you know what happened it was orange he crossed <laughs> with the time i got to the line it was red oh god have mercy by the time it was green again, other cars have entered between us. And he's gone. I don't want to tell you the rest of the story. Thank you. You can imagine. I will leave the rest of the story to your imagination. Don't finish my story. Following the Spirit is walking step by step with Him. Not letting any traffic lights or any other cars come between, between you. Do not let anything stand between you and the Holy Spirit. Step by step with Him. Walk with Him. Means you stay close, you stay close, you stay close. When he says something, you listen and you follow. When he says something, you listen and you follow. There will be red light. There will be times where you think he doesn't care. Don't leave behind him. Keep walking behind him. Otherwise, you'll get lost. There will be times that you feel depressed. You feel down. The, the challenges of life make you feel like God doesn't care about you. Don't stop walking by him. Keep your eyes to him. He cares. We are the one who allow things between us and him. 
And the devil is a clever guy. He's not wise. He's not smart. He's just clever. He will throw stuff between you and God. He will throw things, problems, and issues, and people, and, and just to distract you from following. Keep following. Keep following. Keep following. Galatians 5.25 says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step. I love this tra translation, NIV. I, I love what NIV says here. Keep in step with the Spirit. When he makes one step, you also push, push one. When he makes another step, you make one step. When he makes two, you make two. Keep in step with the Spirit. You know, the reason why we fail to follow the Holy Spirit is because we think life is about right and wrong. I, I, I want to bring something to your attention. We think life is about right and wrong. So you want to get it right all the time. And you think the Holy Spirit wants you to get it right all the time. We only want to follow the voice of God when we think we are about to get something wrong. That's why we are looking for the voice of God. Because we think if we get it wrong, things will get bad for us. When we think we are in control, we don't look for his voice. When we think everything is under control, we don't look for his will. It's only when we think we need really to know. Because if it goes wrong, I'm in trouble. Then we follow. The, we try to find the voice of God. Jesus did not come to preach right and wrong. Read the scriptures. He came to preach life and death. Not right and wrong. Life and death. He says, if you do what I do, if you follow my instructions, you'll live, you receive life. Not will get it right. You will receive life. And if you don't, you attract death. That is more serious than right and wrong. <laughs> that is more serious than right and wrong. When you walk with the Spirit, you may get sometimes things wrong. But your intention, your heart wanting to follow his will points you to life. Oh. Even when you get things wrong, if your intention, if your heart is poised, is positioned to follow the spirit, you have life. You may get things wrong. But if you follow the spirit, he will draw you back to him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So following the Holy Spirit is submitting your will to his will continually. You submit your will to his will every day. It's not complicated. It's just hard. It's not complicated. It's hard sometimes to switch the TV off, to, 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 to move from a place, to, to leave a friendship, to, to, to leave those stuff, to, to, to stop to talk to those people because to, to, to leave an environment, it's hard sometimes to do what the Holy Spirit asks you to do because sometimes it can be painful. But he says, if you follow me, you will have life. If you follow me, it might not feel good, but if you follow me, you will have life. In doing what the Holy Spirit asks you to do, 
You attract life to your businesses. You attract life to your heart. You attract life to your marriage, to your relationships. In ignoring what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, you attract death to your situation. Follow me. Step by step. So how do we know what the Spirit is is saying? How do we know? How do we know? It's not complicated as I say I'm saying. Do you know what? Jesus is giving, God has given you a conscience. We talked about conscience last week. Who in this room can claim that you follow your conscience all the time, 100% of times, you follow your conscience? You see, it's not, it's not complicated, it's just hard. <laughs> To follow the Holy Spirit. He's given us a gift. He speaks through our conscience. It's just to follow your conscience. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you some complicated, complex scriptures that says following the Spirit is ho, ho, ha, ha, hey, hey. No. It's not speaking in tongues. It's not doing miracles. Following the Holy Spirit is following your conscience. This is not Greek. This is not Hebrew. This is not Aramaic. This is, this is not French even. Even Chinese. This is not Filipino. This is English. Conscience. Follow your conscience. Who does not understand what it means? <laughs> but we don't do it. We think we know better. And the conscience will be telling you, don't, don't, don't. And still you do. Do. Do and still you don't. It's not complicated, but it's hard. God will speak through his word, but his word will speak through your conscience. And your conscience will be guiding you. And you need to follow step by step with your conscience. But sometimes red light comes between you and your conscience. You know what are they? Big money will come between you and your conscience. Sometimes pleasure will come between you and your conscience. Sometimes just pride. The Holy Spirit tells you, apologize to your wife. Who? Apologize to your wife. And calls everybody. Everybody should apologize to your mom today. Uh, no, no. It's you, the father, you're supposed to apologize to the, to the wife, not the family to apologize to her. You know, <laughs> things will enter between us. Your pride, your benefits. Like When the Holy Spirit speaks, we know. Don't tell me you don't know. Your conscience speaks to you and you know you feel it in there. And you resist. But you know what? If we would just do that, we will attract life to our businesses. 1 John 3.21 Dear friends, if our conscience doesn't condemn us, we have confidence before God. That's not my idea. That is the Bible. If your conscience is at peace, you have confidence before God. If your conscience is telling you, no, you know, sometimes your conscience will not say no. The best way to know that you are in the, in the safe place is not hearing from your conscience is a good thing. Yes, I prefer not to hear from it. But if I feel like, should I or should I not? It's a no. When you feel like, you know, it's not stable. You feel like, you, 
I just don't know what to do. No, just leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> Sometimes your conscience will be fighting with your mind. That's why you don't know what to do. Because you have this strong conviction that you should do it. And God is saying, don't do it. So, that, yeah, you don't know where to go. There are arguments on both sides. <laughs> Just stop. Unless you have peace, don't move forward. Following the Holy Spirit produces fruit. Galatians chapter 5, 19 to 23. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. <laughs> and other scenes like this. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Most people strive to produce fruit. Most people say things like this. I'm working on myself. I'm working on my fruit. There is no issue with you working on yourself. It's just I'm, I'm looking at the depth here. The depth. Fruit. Instead of trying to work on yourself, allow the Holy Spirit to work on you. And then you will produce fruit. Following the Holy Spirit automatically produces fruit. It is the following that produces fruit. Not the working on you. Let him work on you. It is the following him. The trusting him. It's walking step by step with him. That will produce fruit in your life. How much peace have you walked in you? How much joy have you walked in you? If you can even work a little joy, well done. Congratulations. I haven't been able to walk a little, to just work a little bit, a little bit of fruit in me. I haven't been able to do it because it's impossible to work fruit in you. Fruits are byproduct of following the Holy Spirit, not self-discipline. And there's nothing wrong to be disciplined. There's nothing wrong to work on yourself. It will not just produce fruit. It will produce something else. It will produce something, but not the fruit of the Spirit. So, I have two apples here. Which one is this? Apple phone. This is apple phone. I saw Larissa wearing an Apple Watch. And I'm using an Apple iPad. And I have an Apple computer in my bag. All those are gifts. Those are gifts. This is a gift from me to my wife. Or your gift to me. <laughs> 
apple fruit. It's not a gift. It was developed. It grew. Apple fruit. People are attracted to you because of gift. People stay around you because of fruit. You know why? Because they can eat. Hmm. Hmm. Mm, thank you, Jesus. People know f- gifts around you are attractive, but they can't eat it. They just impress them. Ah, oh, that's a beautiful watch. That's a beautiful phone. That's, but, and then what? Your gift will attract people to you. Your gift will take you places. Your fruit will maintain you there. Your gift will give you a job. Your fruit will keep you employed. Your gift will give you a spouse. Your fruit will keep you married. Your gift will give you blessings. People will come to you. Your fruit will maintain them. Fruit is character. Fruit is long-lasting long-lasting character in you, your fruit that God has developed through walking with the Holy Spirit. While your gift is just a manifestation, you can speak in tongues, you can heal people, you can do all the things, you can prophesy, you can preach, you can, those are f- gifts, gifts, attractive, attractive gifts. Stop trying hard to change you. Stop trying hard to change situations, just walk by the Spirit. Follow his instructions. Every time you hear God say something, just do it. Just do it. Trust him. It can be hard, but trust him. Trust him. I can't promise you that it will be easy all the time. I can't promise you that it will feel good all the time. But what I can promise you, it will bring life to you. It will bring life to your marriage. It will bring life to your children. It will bring life to your business. It will bring life to your work. It will bring life to what you do. If you walk by the Spirit, if you walk step by step with the Spirit, it will bring life to your life. I always see God showing up and deliver me, even though I did not understand, but I trust him. I just follow. What God has been telling you? What has God been telling you to do or to stop doing that you've been resisting because you trust your mind more than the spirit of God? What is God asking you to do today? What is God asking you to do tomorrow? What is God asking you to do next week? That you will just stop questioning his voice and just do it. 